0: Hi guys, this is Vision Through the Mist. I'm Misty. I am a visually impaired single mother who has battled cancer multiple times. And I have a son who I homeschool. And he is 15 and he has autism, attention deficit disorder, and dyslexia. So I want to talk to you because it is breast cancer month. Breast cancer awareness is very important to me. I lost my vision as a child due to neuroblastoma which is a type of juvenile cancer. And at that point, I felt like, okay, cancer's over for me. I can go on with the rest of my life. Um at the age of 30, as a single mother, homeschooling my kindergartner, going to college to be a teacher. My son had multiple types of therapy each week, speech, occupational, physical, feeding, We were driving three hours one way to some of his feeding appointments. We were driving three hours one way to his pediatrician due to discrimination from my local uh, pediatricians. And so I had a friend who knew of a pediatrician in her area, and um, we switched to him. We were having to drive on a medical transportation car or van because of course, as a blind person, I don't drive. So sometimes we would have to get up really early, get home really late, you know the deal with that. Anyway, so at that point I found out I had breast cancer. It was the second time I had been told in my 30 years that I had cancer. It was very rough. Um, it was estrogen fed and uh, it had a gene called her I had to go to my primary care physician because I found a lump on my breast around my 30th birthday. She sent me to radiology within the week, um, and they did mammograms and ultrasounds. I was 30. I'd never had a mammogram before. And then they sent me straight up that same day to a surgeon where I had a needle biopsy. That was on a Friday. My son had had a recent autism evaluation, and my friend was getting the results of that for me with my son because I couldn't go because I was doing the mammogram and the ultrasound. Within that Tuesday, I got a phone call from the nurse saying that I had ductal carcinoma, which is a type of breast cancer. So, um, I went to a surgeon and she told me I'd need a mastectomy, possibly a double mastectomy. She told me that I would need chemotherapy, radiation, and of course, if I chose, reconstructive surgery. I then started crying because she said it like she was talking about her grocery list luckily I had a friend come to that appointment with me. At that point I remembered being um, in chemotherapy as a child in the mid-80s and how I had to go to the hospital. I was sick all the time. I couldn't be around people and I thought there's no way as a single mother I can do this. Um, Luckily chemotherapy is way different now than it was back then. I then went to have a MRI and they told me that I did not need a double mastectomy. I was found to have some cancer in my neck, which they thought at the time was breast cancer. So then they told me to start chemotherapy first before I had any sort of surgeries. Um, I did not go back to that indifferent surgeon who, it was a woman, and I thought that was a good idea, but she was um, very abrupt, unfeeling, no bedside manner. They had me all ready to get um, the mastectomy, and luckily... I got a second opinion so I started out with chemotherapy I had to take taxotere which is the one you see on TV that they say it could possibly prevent your hair from growing back which I did not have that happen and I took one called carbo I believe and um, it made you very sick I lost weight I remember one week uh, after my chemo I lost about 10 pounds um my hair did fall out even though they told me it wouldn't. The facility I was going to at the time was horrible. My doctor was horrible, the nurses were horrible. I started out without a port. I had to have IVs in my arm because I didn't have time to get a port and then they put a port in. And a port is like so you don't have to have an IV. It's got everything up there. You can just stick the needle right into your ch- uh, chest area. But mine stayed swollen and puffy and painful and sometimes I still had to get an IV. So it wasn't a very good experience for me. My son came with me. He was getting ready to start first grade, and he came with me. It was, um, I started, I found the lump around my 30th birthday at the end of April, and then I started chemo the first week of June, and I finished chemo in September because I had to take six rounds, and it was once every three weeks, and then, um, I had to take a drug to help with the HER2 new that could possibly cause congestive heart failure. And um, they did not test my heart. They did not let me know about that. But um, luckily, I took that drug. I had to take that every week. So I was going three hours away every week, every Monday. And one Monday, I would just take the Herceptin, which helped with the gene of my breast cancer. And it did not make my hair fall out or anything. did not make me sick. And then every three weeks, I would take the Herceptin, the Carbotrate, and the Taxotere. Like I said, they told me that my hair would not come out, and it did, very quickly. So, after that, I had radiation locally, because you had to go every day for like 15 minutes, Monday through Friday. There was no way I could go three hours away every day. Another thing I had to do was I had to take a, a drug called nalasta. N- and uh, it was a shot that you have to take 24 hours after your chemo to keep your blood cells from going down. Luckily, I never got sick that time. It was in the summer. I took the Nelasta. Um, I finished my treatment, like I said, in that September. This was 2010, and then around Christmas time, I started the radiation. Then they started looking at the neck thing again and thought it might be breast cancer, so I had to have radiation to my breast and my neck, and it caused me to lose my sense of taste for about a couple of months. So it was really hard to eat during that time, and you look like you'd been in a house fire. Um... Then I switched doctors, and they started monitoring my heart better, and um, they made some changes. I didn't have to go take that heart um, the Herceptin. I didn't have to take it every week. I took it once a month. They ran it really fast, so I only had to take it for 30 minutes. That facility was only one hour from my home instead of going three hours, which was really great. So, um, after I changed facilities, they told me that I could not bring my son anymore to the cancer treatment. So, I went through a hard time of being a homeschooling mother with a six and a half year old child that I could not bring to my treatment appointments once a month. And um, church friends helped out. They told me I'd have to do this for a year. And at that point, I had been doing it from june to like january so i was thinking i only had you know less than a year left so church friends helped me out and then after a year she said you need to continue on this medication so a first um sorority from a local college came and took turns watching him and then after that was up you know another year came and it was like 2012 2013. finally after three years i told her i could not take the medication anymore after 3 years After 3 years of not having any sort of treatment just checkups, my cancer returned in October of 16. The doctor had said I'd been doing really good. She was going to let me come and see her twice a year because I'd stayed in remission for over three years. And I did not even make it the first six-month appointment. I think about four and a half months, I found a lump on my rib cage. I was then told that my cancer had metastasized. It was in my rib cage. There were some tiny spots in my liver and lungs. I would have to have a hysterectomy because of... um, estrogen fed tumors that's how, that's one of the things that feeds my cancer and that I would have to deal with breast cancer for the rest of my life so i had to do chemo again taxotere four treatments that time nalasta is no longer a shot it's a little clip-on thing that you can just wear and go home and you just pull it off after 36 hours so that's nice and My hair fell out again, even though they said it wouldn't. I went back on Herceptin because of the gene in my breast cancer. And then the Herceptin started to mess with my heart. Thankfully, my doctor that I have now, that's an hour from my home, checks on my heart a lot. So they took me off of it put me back on it, took me back off. I mean, this has all been since 2016, so I've been on and off of it a couple of times. And then I started having to see a cardiologist, and she said I would not be able to take Herceptin anymore. So thankfully, they now have a pill called Neuralynx that does the same thing. It kills the gene in breast cancer called her 2 and it does not have heart toxicity, but it makes you have a lot of diarrhea, and a lot of stomach issues so i have been on that medication since february and um it it gets rough i've had some rough times even today um you can't eat what you want all the time and sometimes you feel crummy heat makes me feel sick but it's a lot nicer than having to go be hooked up to a machine every month and my son is old enough to actually come in the cancer area with me now um It was funny i went off the medication just as he was old enough to start coming back there with me but um it's hard i mean breast cancer is a hard thing it's it makes you angry it 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 can be very difficult it's more than just wearing pink to support people i mean single mothers need babysitters they need people to take their kids to the park when they don't feel good i mean um The Susan G. Coleman organization has been nice. They have paid bills for us and bought me groceries and things like that. I joined a cancer support group around two or three months after I got diagnosed. And they were super helpful, super super encouraging, um, very helpful about resources, just having someone to talk to about chemo and radiation and this and that and it's nice to have people because I mean I had friends that when I would say I don't feel good I haven't been able to eat in two days oh I have a headache like it was the same thing so all that can be very difficult like I said it's, it's more than just wearing pink to support breast cancer survivors and we are survivors we have to fight the fight every day